Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. To episode 137 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. Good. It's a stormy day today, so hopefully we don't lose power. Right. Uh, kind of sets the mood for the Joker movie. Right. Yeah. We'll be talking about later. A little bleak. Yes. Yes. Emo. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. Pretty. Pretty good. Got a lot of great things to talk about. We've been away for a little bit, but the the news builds up when you do that. Yeah. So it's very helpful. Gonna shock you with something. Might outrage a lot of people, so, you know, buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up. Sit tight. Martin Scorsese yeah. saying the MCU is not cinema. I'll let you scream. Anyone listening, scream. Okay. Yeah, there we go. That's good. What's your thoughts, Steve? So. He sucks, right? Screw him. You know, that guy, I'm telling you. <laughs> here's the controversy, and here's where you and I probably won't agree as much, as, and that's okay. But. I don't disagree. Right. I mean, I, I really don't. I, they're, they're events, you know, the Marvel movies. Um, and, you know, the Scorsese movie is more of a psychological type piece that will make you think and will make you kind of reflect back. And, uh, you know, Marvel movies do that to a degree, but they also aren't, they're not intellectual food, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, they have they have like it sprinkles on, but it's, it doesn't absorb right. into the material too much. Right. They don't touch on it, it. Right. You know, you're, and that's a great way to put it too. It's it's the Parmesan cheese on yes. top of the pizza from Marvel. <laughs> yes. You know where the entire pizza right is is that for a Scorsese film typically. And they say, <laughs> unlike Olive Garden, they say there you go. Right. You can't just say keep coming. Right. You know, and so. And that's not to say the Marvel movies are bad in any way, shape, or form. I love those movies. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. they're phenomenal, and you know, obviously, they're they're a lot of fun. But you know, he had some pretty pointed comments, and I don't know. I don't. I don't really disagree with them. But uh, I don't entirely. Yeah. No, I, I see his points. Um, you know, I, you know, his complaint was uh, to him they don't convey a lot of emotion or psychological experiences. Right. Uh, the Bucky thing's probably the. You could say the Starks in Civil War, like like Winter it? Soldier was the closest to me. Yeah, you know, yeah, to something that you know could feel like that. Sure, you know everything else. You know everybody's. You know Tony Stark died. Uh, you know, come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm the only one that doesn't really give a rip about Tony Stark. Right, but yeah, I mean he, was, he started like all the problems pretty much. Well, in <laughs> in Robert Downey Jr., he's great. He is you great. know, but when it when the focus becomes all always around him, yeah, you know that's a little self serving. Yeah, so. I, I I totally understand that. Uh, some of the MCU filmmakers probably because they were obligated, they had to say something. But James Gunn, of course, said you know he was outraged when people picketed the Last Temptation of Christ back in the day, mm -hmm. and uh, he's saddened to see that his films are being judged. But to be fair, uh, Scorsese did say he said I don't see them. I tried. Yeah. So he probably hasn't even seen Gunn's films. Right. Exactly. Always, that's the other thing. Where did he start? Did he start with Thor the Lost World? You know, some of the ones that weren't the greatest. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So who knows? Yeah. You know, but uh I do agree though, like it's kind of a fair criticism if he's actually seen every film, but it's Martin Scorsese. I don't think he's got a lot of time devoted to that and i do see his point you know well I, yeah and even though he hasn't seen him i've seen them yeah he's not wrong right yeah no I, I totally understand that he's got a good point but i mean i think the the thing that he doesn't realize when he makes comments like that is how rabid mm. people's reactions are People sometimes take it like right oh, it's, a, it's a you know attack on nerd culture this is a personal affront to me yeah. you know it's like stop it i i do understand i understand all sides really but yeah you could say, you know, to me, DC has really have tried to put a lot more stakes in their films. Not mm -hmm. all of them, but when they were 
starting out with the shared universe, yeah. I think they really tried to to up the stakes and uh, people didn't like a lot of that. So now you get kind of the safer. Well, yeah, we've been force fed comedy superhero movies, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's all people want. Right. Yeah. You know, then, and that's not, I don't know. It's it's lazy. Yeah. It takes you out of it a little bit. Definitely not a comedy. The Irishman, which is Scorsese's newest film. That'll be on Netflix, November 27th, which they did use I think the same technology the MCU films use with yeah. de-aging actors. Really? So that's kind of ironic. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm just so against that. I yeah. don't like that. I mean, it's gotten a lot better. I don't see too many um, issues with it when it's used properly, I guess. But I'm not it's really... just As long as it looks okay. Yeah. But I still haven't seen it where it looks like a thousand percent fluid. Right. You know, like that very first time we saw it with Tony Stark... Yeah. You look at somebody just ironed his face, you know? I mean, it was just... Iron Man. Yeah, right. (laughs) Michael Douglas, though? That one kind of scared me how good that was to me. The Ant-Man. That one was way better than the Tony Stark one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, they're making improvements, Mm -hmm. you know, as you say. So So far, I've seen the previews of The Irishman, and it does not look like they de-aged De Niro 30 years to me. I don't know. They they showed him, like, young as a soldier, and it's like, kind of looks fake. Yeah. You recall when they first used the aging, like it was like highly publicized. Oh yeah, X Men Last mm-hmm. Stand. I think that's right. That's what I, that's how I remember it with Xavier and Charles. Yeah, it's uh, uh with a cheaper budget for it, uh, you get the uh, X Men Wolverine Charles right. Xavier at the end. Holy crap! That was like a toy. Yeah, off the it's uh. <laughs> It's funny how you get what you pay for with. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> funny thing is, I did happen to see the. Remember that movie got bootlegged, right? So you actually got to see a lot of things without the special effects. Yeah. So I actually saw Patrick Stewart at the end, looking like Patrick Stewart. No. at current time, I'm doing that whole right. Yeah, and then you get the plastic Ken doll skin <sighs> right. him for the actual movie. Hey, you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Thanks for listening to Field of Geeks podcast like to remind you to please check us out on all social media and most streaming and download platforms, fieldofgeeks.com. Back to the show. Speaking of the MCU, Spider-Man is back again, which is, I think it's exciting, you know, uh, just because I'd like them to finish out their third film, which is what they're going to be doing. Apparently Tom Holland had something to do with it. He reached out to Bob Iger, Disney's CEO, and... You know, just express his love for the character and the importance it has on people and the MCU. And so Iger decided to make a deal with Sony no matter what. And that's what they've done. So at least um, one more solo film and then one more appearance in an MCU film. So they're saying Kevin Feige is planning his exit, Spider-Man's exit currently. What are your thoughts on that? I never thought he would be gone. The whole time during this whole dispute, and I don't remember who I said it to. I don't know if it was in our group chat. I just remember when it first happened, I was talking to somebody and I'm like, it's, it's all for, this is just getting people's panties in a bunch. It's creating great hype, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, um, outrage. Yeah. Death and, threats. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and by doing that, you keep the, the characters names on people's lips and, you know, people are talking about it. And when someone's talking about it, that's publicity. Mm-hmm. And I don't, there was no way in my opinion that it wasn't going to sure. be back in, you know? So I don't know. I just, well, and it just happened to be coming out on Blu-ray Spider-Man far from home. Right. So yeah. What a, what a crazy timing situation. I, yeah. There. Right. Yeah. I, huh. I do kind of see it as, yeah, the whole time they were in bed together and they're just like, let's just play with these people. Yeah. Let's throw out this needle. Off. Yeah. And just watch who steps on oh it. Oh, my God. Everybody. So he was like, wow, people actually want us to make a film without the MCU. Like, oh, well, that's yeah. something to think about. Exactly. Who knows? But, you know, I mean, I, I am glad it's, you know, still there. Yeah. I Just at least finish out the third film because that usually is the most jarring of a trilogy. Yeah. Because you usually get a different director, mm-hmm. a different look. It just, I hate that. I like them to just finish out what they set up and John Watts, he did the first two Spider-Man films and they just have, they just have a look to them and a vibe that I just hate for that to be broken with the third one. And they have so much uh, of the MCU attached to the Spider-Man that if you had, if you took that away, I don't know how they could, 
recover or, you know. Right. Like, you can't use Happy Hogan, probably. Yeah. Like, nothing, really. No Stark Tower. No Stark Tower. Yeah. I would say it's safe to say they, they kind of knew all along they were going to make up or or maybe they just never broke up. They just were like, right. let's just play with these guys and see what happens. Because, yeah, when that broke, holy shit. Oh, this is yeah. ridiculous. I was probably one of them. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I then, just, yeah. I'm just so cynical, though. I, yeah. I saw it and I'm like, whatever. I mean, I just didn't. <laughs> I'm not falling for that. Yeah, there's a new deal. Uh, Disney will get 25% uh, profit again, along with merch rights. So they'll be fine. Yeah. Right? I'm not getting their 50 50. I'm pretty sure they'll do okay. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Let's be real. Another pool of money for another Mr. Iger. <laughs> but yeah, so far, the third film should release July 16th, 2021. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Time's flying. Yeah, it is. I mean, Star Wars is out right around the corner. I know. Crazy. Well, you know, speaking of Star Wars, Kevin Feige looks like uh, he might be actually doing a film for the next run. That's intriguing. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the plans are past this next movie for like characters like Ray or Finn. Mm -hmm. I'd hate to see them not be utilized again at some point. Sure. Cause I think they've created some really cool characters like the films or not. I mean, you know, Finn's a pretty, pretty awesome character. Yeah. Um, a nice arc to him. Yeah. And Ray's great. And you know, I mean, Poe Dameron is really cool and, and not as explored as maybe you might like to see. He had more in the, in the last film, but, um, yeah, I just wonder what direction that's going to look like, you know, so I'm really excited just to kind of sit back and sure. and wait for it to happen. You excited about Palpatine for the new one? I am. Yeah. I'm super excited for this next one. Yeah. I mean, I was excited for all of them. Sure. A lot more writing on it, though, sadly, <clears throat> I think, just because Solo and the power of everyone online, right. you know, I think they really can manipulate the box office, and I think China... It got pulled out early in China, and that like never happened. So yeah. I don't know. It, it looks it looks great. Yeah. It's hard to believe it's like two months away. Pretty yeah, much. <laughs> only a couple months out, and it's finally here. And it's finally here. So I uh, I can't wait. I'm I'm glad Mark Hamill's still attached to it and stuff. Sure. He's still doing you know his little Force Ghost action, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. It's right. still it's still awesome that you know. Well, that's we get something to that you haven't it. really fully explained. I'm sure in the fan fiction they definitely have, but it's like the body goes. Right. So can't the body come back? Now he'll probably be in his birthday suit when he comes back. <laughs> That'd be distracting. <laughs> right. No kidding. Yeah. They um definitely. Yeah. It's just kind of like not really t like. Yeah. The ghosts themselves are all wearing their nice clothes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, Obi-Wan in the first Star Wars tells Vader, you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can imagine. Exactly. Doesn't really follow through with that. He just yeah. appears to Luke here and there. Right. He doesn't physically grab Luke or anything. Like I guess he guides him, but yeah. Turn off your tracking computer. We can destroy this thing. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, that's just it. You know, I mean, there's been quote unquote silliness all throughout the trilogies, mm -hmm. and so when people. I don't know. Just watch him get up in arms. Is I just bring him back. Like screw it. Like this. There's so much openness with this whole concept. Like, right. Bring him back. It's science fiction. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and you know to go back to what Scorsese said, and we got Kevin Feige now getting into the Star Wars uh, universe. Yeah, I think it could really use the the MCU formula. Yeah. Because that's what these movies are supposed to be. They're not really supposed to be something like Oscar attention. Right. Worthy, exactly. You know? So I think that's. That's what they need to do yeah. is and expand it. That's the problem. The universe isn't expanded enough. It's really concealed. And I'm tired of the Death Star threat. Like, uh -huh. I really hope we have no Death Stars right. in this third one of the new trilogy. Is It's just all these planet so many killers. Other stories. Right. Like, yeah. And it, there are that exist in fan fiction. And, and how many of these do we need before someone realizes, oh, I'm not sure this is going to work in the future? You know, right. I mean, yeah. you know, what's that board meeting in the Empire look like? Right. You know? <laughs> Closest we got was the first Star Wars movie right. when Vader choked the dude out. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff they could explore. Yeah. And they kind of just go back for the hits. And yeah. I think after a while, it's like, is that all you got? Right. Like, it becomes a miss. Right. You know, exactly. The Mandalorian looks really refreshing, though. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. That comes out November 12th, the same day Disney Plus drops. 
Yeah, we were just talking before the show. Yeah. I haven't gotten Plus yet, but I imagine once it launches, it's going to be chaos. Oh, man. Like, you won't probably be able to watch something without it skipping or right. buffing or whatever. Yeah, it'll be, uh, you know, buffering for like, you know, 20 straight minutes and... <sighs> I'm sure I'll get it opening day, but, you know, yeah. I'll probably wait a few days to watch things and... Perhaps they have a lot of servers ready to go. I hope so. Man, it's going to be a huge launch. Yeah. I, I can't imagine, but yeah, I haven't, uh, I've kind of lightly looked into getting it, but yeah, it's not very user-friendly, it seems. Yeah. Like it doesn't say buy here, it just mm. talks about it, so maybe on the 12th, it's going to go live like Skynet, and right. <laughs> then you can subscribe to it. There we know. go. But yeah, I think Kevin Feige being a part of that is, uh, yeah, it's really a... It's intriguing. Yeah, it is. No I, question. I, I do wish that he would take his expertise to Star Trek because he, uh, I think, is mostly a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Although this press release says he's a Star Wars fan. Uh, yeah. Just of course. Probably like, probably like me. You know. Right. I like Star Wars. Yeah, I like them both, Star too. Star Trek's my first love. And right. Like, that could really use his attention, I think. We'll see. But, um, yeah. He's still got many years left. <laughs> he's a young man. He really, yeah. He'd be and, right. Yeah, and he's... Uh... Star Trek will come. He's very talented. I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Well, and he's he's learned. Uh, it's, that's why he's so important because the 2000s, you know, they had a lot of films. Yeah, that he was a part of, and he figured out what worked and what didn't work. And yeah, I think that was a concern about the whole Sony thing because that kind of they when people think of Sony, they think of the old way. Right. And some appreciate it still, like Venom. Mm-hmm. Movies like that, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, which isn't Sony, but the X-Men films, yeah. uh, that's an old way of telling a comic book story. Right. You know, it's not popular right now. Venom did make a lot of money. Yeah, it did. And it's got a sequel, right? Yeah. So Andy Serkis will direct it. Yeah. It's going to have a lot more star power, I, I believe. Even though Tom Hardy, you know, he, he made that film. Oh, yeah. His commitment to the character and who knows if he may have ad-libbed some stuff knowing <laughs> right. him but yeah yeah uh i think it's pretty exciting i think star wars could definitely use his expertise and i think a lot of people thought when disney bought star wars it was going to be as big as the mcu yeah uh, even though it's its own thing but just i, I think universe building wise it was going to be right. and it's gotten a little big but they've kind yeah. of keep tying it into things we've already seen and you know it's just like Let's see something new. Right. The Mandalorian looks amazing. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I, uh, and just, just even the little snippets we've seen. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, come on. It looks really cool. It's literally mouthwatering. That show looks just amazing. It's like the know, Western so. concept. Exactly. With, yeah. You know, with the Star Wars universe, Hell it's going to yeah. be great. The Batman, there's been some casting news on that. The Matt Reeves trilogy they're working on currently. Mm -hmm. uh, Jonah Hill has been rumored to be up for the Riddler. They didn't really say penguin, which, right. I, like I said before the show, we were talking about these topics. I'm not trying to like fat shame, but he's a heavier guy, and he's he's his acting talent. I think would really be utilized with the penguin, just because of the physicality, you know, of that character. Yeah, and the penguin, you know, he's such a douchey character. Yeah, <laughs> it might make perfect sense. Right. Yeah. Well, for those who don't know, Steve pretty much doesn't like any Jonah Hill character. The <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Jonah Hill. Um, you know, and then to come on board and, you know, say I want twice the money that Pattinson's making. Yeah, when I heard that, I'm like, we don't need him. Yeah, get him out of here. It's like, just cast an unknown. Go be some quirky, smart guy mm -hmm. who feels bullied in his movie, mm -hmm. you know, and and just, you're you're stupid. Do you think it's because he maybe doesn't want the part? It's just kind of like it's been offered and he's like, hmm, let me, let me play with these guys a little bit. I want double. And so he's just trying to, like, uh, work himself out of that market? I guess so. If so, um, I'll give him some credit because yeah. I don't want to see him in a Batman film. Right. Yeah. Make it impossible, Jonah. Yeah. And, uh, I yeah. want $75 million. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. And Robert Pattinson, I mean, he, he's in the independent market now, but he... Big name with the Twilight films, like him or not. I don't like him. But. Yeah, and I don't know that he commands that kind of money. No, he doesn't. I can yeah. see someone, a bigger name, coming in as a villain and making a little bit That's more. True. Yeah, I can see it. I have no problem with that. But just the arrogance of sure. kind of coming in like that. Right. You know, it's, a, that it's the Nicholson deal. It leaves a bad taste Batman in your mouth. Film. Right. Yeah. He, he gets the top billing before. 
Yeah. And I think actually Schwarzenegger got top billing before Clooney, which is rightfully so because Clooney wasn't. Well, yeah, he wasn't George Clooney at right. the time. No. You know? I mean, he was. He was trying to George be a Clooney, movie but, star. Right. And yeah. Got his head fixed. Early Clooney, for yeah. those who need to check this out, he bobbles his head like all the time. Yeah. He got it fixed. Yeah. And then it was it was all it was all good and after yeah, that. He got a good chiropractor, I think. Yeah, I guess. He's so. able to afford yeah. one. Like, what's, after. what's with the bobbing head, George? <laughs> Stop it. Drive me nuts. But uh another good casting. Uh well, I think Jonah Hill would, would be a um a good um choice. Yeah. Just the whole money thing though, I would be like, No, don't want you that bad enough. We'll get some we'll get an unknown. Yeah. I wish they could really tackle find actors who really love the character uh batman the universe that they're working in i think they'll have more passion for the project and the money isn't really i mean they need to get paid but right they'll definitely take a cut just so they can be part of it you know yeah but jeffrey wright has been rumored to play commissioner gordon so he's played uh felix leiter in the Mm -hmm. daniel craig films uh westworld he's been in been in a ton of films really great actor don't really have a problem with him as gordon i think that's that's pretty cool I, I liked um what's his face who played Gordon in uh, Justice League. Yeah. What's his name? Um J. Jonah Jameson. What is that actor's name? I know. J.K. Simmons. I don't remember his name, it but escapes me. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. I yeah. liked him. I thought they could definitely use him. But I, I know that this Batman is a separate thing so i love that he's been two two very cool supporting characters in each universe yeah you know yeah. <laughs> gordon and j jonah jameson right you know, right and I that's pretty cool he can say that right i don't think uh this is kind of like a side topic but did you like his new look in the homecoming or uh far from home or did you prefer the old one i preferred the old one I do too it's more iconic right it serves the comic book the baldness was a little off-putting yeah i thought so too but I, all bald just because it was him though yeah. i'm like oh, great yeah i don't care you know I, i'll get past it just to hear him sure because i love him as an actor yeah. even though i don't know his name sorry i know should know right i'll insert it in the show jk simmons <laughs> <laughs> right Jeez. there we go yeah well his name is jk simmons right and then we'll Aha. little jeopardy theme and poop <laughs> just do a straight voice right the correction elevator music again yeah exactly <laughs> are you excited about the batman i am i'm very excited i mean i'm i enjoyed affleck in the role I you know too. so i mean it's you know it is what it is but i, I think pattinson i think he's gonna bring an edge to it sure you know and i, I i'm excited for that the whole rumor mill started long ago before he was officially cast. And I think that kind of helped not be such a shock. Right. I I dug it. There was a lot of fan art done. And I, I was like, oh, I could see him doing that. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's a terrible actor. He no, I don't think so either. I, I mean, you know, you can't judge a person just by a project that they've done. Right. And a paycheck. <laughs> right. And Twilight was a project. Yes. You know, and millions of teenage girls loved Twilight. Right. Um, which are now in their 20s so it's probably clearly so. not a movie that was meant for me yeah and that's okay not every movie has to be made for me so um you know good for him for making a little scratch on it but sure. that doesn't mean every movie he's in he sparkles and is an emo <laughs> little wuss so right. you know we all need to settle down <laughs> there's a cool uh, meme out there or something it's like the, the edward character with isabella or something uh yeah they're like in the woods and <laughs> blades in the background <laughs> just like vampire hunting scenes right. like, oh give me that movie they need to do uh, that movie oh it'd be so great that would be incredible that would be awesome but yeah uh, the batman it's going to be a standalone trilogy and speaking of standalone joker that just came out definitely review it soon here but of course just inform everyone there's violence warnings mm. about this film don't take your kids to it I'll agree to that. Don't take your kids to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not really a popcorn movie. No. It's not an end game movie. Let's say. Yeah. <laughs> but it's basically because the tone is so serious with the violence. It's not as violent as a Deadpool film or right or End Game. Even I guess you could. Well, maybe not End Game, but it's just the tone. It's it's used. the tone, and, and even past the violence, it's the psychological aspect that 
kids just aren't going to understand. Those are going to be some uncomfortable conversations for parents. Yes. You know, to even pass the violence, you know, well, why is he acting this way? And why, Mm -hmm. you know, those are, but again, at the same time too, that's in my opinion, kind of what the film is telling us. Right. You know, the unspoken language of mental illness. Well, you know, and all this violence warnings really coming from the Aurora theater shootings back in 2012, because the nut job supposedly said he was Joker Although I did read saying that, I guess he never said that, but it's forever attached to... Right. And it, the Joker wasn't even in that film. The Dark Knight Rises was the film. Yeah. It wasn't even in that film. That was a midnight screening, I believe. And I happened to be at a midnight screening here. Yeah. And they were the same theater chain, I think. And so one of my friends actually called me. He's like, are you are you all right? Mm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's in... You know, yeah, Colorado. That's out of town. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, but yeah, no kidding. It made you think afterwards. After all that happened, like you are vulnerable. You're yeah. in a theater. There's really there's no security. Yeah, no cops. None of that. I know people that are scared to go to the theater just because of those kinds of stories. Yeah, you know. I mean, is that a little irrational? Maybe, but at the same time, I mean that that's what happens. Do you recall your first time back to theater after all that happened? Were you a little nervous to go? No, I'm just praying it happens when I'm there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I it doesn't. It none of that stuff stops me. Yeah, I, I just you can't let it. It didn't stop me. It just uh, there just happened to be like really nothing out I wanted to see. But right. when I did go finally, I, it was in the back of my mind. But it wasn't like I was like oh my god. But right. I did. I did look for the exits. And, yeah, there you go. And I definitely will. Uh, uh, shut a door if someone props it open and leaves. Yeah. Like, no, not not happening. It's sad that that has to be threatened. That that right. that luxury of you know going out of your home to see well, yeah, and, and enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's supposed to be a fun experience. You know, it's well, even with terrorist acts. I was at Flicks two years ago, maybe, and uh, this guy next to me, he was sitting in one of those seats they have where it's not really a seat. It's just kind of mm. like, we got to just fit someone in here. Oh, yeah. And they got like a little tray, you know? Yeah. And he was he was pretty normal throughout the movie, but he left all of a sudden, and there was a backpack, and I was sitting right next to it. I'm like, so this is how it ends. Like, oh, boy. But he came back, but I was just like, what the? Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm having such a good time, and you had to leave your bag? Like, <laughs> what's going on? My mind's going all crazy. Right. Like. What's in the bag? What's in the box? Oh, man. Yeah. You can just barely see through it a little red light blinking. <laughs> it's getting faster. Yeah. I'm like, uh, <laughs> sir? Sir? <laughs> yeah. So are you, were you a big Midnight Screening fan before all this happened? So I, I'm a huge Midnight Screening fan. Really? Unfortunately, I realized, and it was either Green Lantern or, <laughs> or the very first Avengers movie. Yeah. Where it was the last time I did it because I realized how old I am. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like the next day at work was just, that was completely worthless. You right. Know? So, I mean, it was just, I I love them. I think they're fun. I think they're cool, you know. And I saw Joker on Thursday, but it was a 7.30 show, not a midnight show. And Sure. So, yeah, I, I, I wish I was young enough to be able to do that again, you know. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm too old. Well, did the did they start screening the, the movie for the first time earlier because of all this? And that's a great question, maybe. Because I didn't really notice it until after that went went down. Yeah. Now that you can see a movie before it comes out on a Friday, like 6 o'clock or so, night before. Yeah. It's not at midnight. Right. Um, I d- definitely had... my One of my first experiences going to a midnight one was X-Men 2. Yeah. That was great. It was it was just kind of a thrill, like, ooh, I'm out yeah. late, and, you know. Well, when Jennifer was an assistant manager in movie theater, we do midnight screenings all the time. But sure. It was just us and some friends. Yeah. You know, and we'd watch it a film before the day before it came out. Right. Right. You know, that was always cool. That was fun. I got to do that once when Joey worked at the theater. Yeah. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Like screener. We have pizza and we're just chilling <laughs> and eating, you know, and watching <laughs> right. Independence Day the day before it comes out. It was pretty well, cool. Well, and, you know, uh, just regarding the show, I've tried to like become like a get get the screenings, whatever. Yeah. And. They don't offer them around here. Yeah. (laughs) I wish we could get reviews out there sooner. Right. Yeah, the whole security thing. You, when you went to see it, you actually had protection. Right. So on Thursday night, there was a police officer inside, standing right outside the theater door. You know, and um, and that was the first time I've seen the managers also attend the door 
at a screening for anything. Right. You know, usually you get your ticket, you get past the popcorn area and you're on your own to get to the theater and go in and find your seat. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it was fairly well guarded. This is <laughs> um, IMAX. This right? is an IMAX. Yeah. And, um, and, and so it was, uh, it was weird, but, uh, you know, I, I think about location and I think that, you know, obviously anybody can be, can go, can snap and lose their, their sure. cool. But it can happen anywhere. It can happen anywhere, but the propensity of it happening and the mm-hmm. risk of it happening in a place like where we saw the movie right. is so insanely low that, yeah, it, I saw, you know, I saw him after we left and, and stuff in that little room off the side and it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. I, mean, I work in a place where we have a police officer working in the sure. lobby. So, I mean, it just doesn't. Did you recall there was a sign up about restrictions? Like don't wear makeup to this, you know, cosplay. I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't really see it either. Someone, I can't remember if it was Claire or Jennifer had seen someone in full Joker. Jennifer had seen someone like a couple hours before that in full Joker makeup. <laughs> So obviously they were going to the movie at uh, some theater, but yeah, they were all dressed up. Cops drug him into a bathroom, thing. rinsed his face, <laughs> right in the sink, in the toilet. Just yeah, give him a you know that's hilarious. Came out all disheveled, <laughs> ready for the movie, laughing like the Joker. <laughs> yeah, and that'd be even more Just creepy, right? right. Like carry on. Yeah, Joey said that the cop at his theater looked annoyed. Yeah, uh, like why am I here? Like, what the hell? Where'd he go? What theater? I don't know, actually. Probably Jordan Creek, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. But yeah, uh, my screening last night, no, there's no security. No. They didn't care about us. <laughs> yeah, there's... I think they realized... Although, if there was like a shooting to take place, how they got the seating now, you have a wall you can actually duck behind. Yeah, you could. Yeah. And my mind does go there like, what if that went down? Like, how the hell am I going to get out of here? But or, is that wall reinforced enough, depending on the fact Probably not. It right, yeah. right through. As yeah. I get hit, like, that was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> It'd slow it down. Yeah. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah, there's a lot of steps in the there's IMAX. A lot of steps. And... Come on up. Yeah. Shit, it's a workout getting up there. Right. <laughs> and they have the exit upstairs, too. Yeah. So. I was kind of shocked that Joker was playing at the IMAX, because I don't know if it was shot in IMAX. It is. I mean, it's breathtaking to yeah. see that screen either great. way. But, yeah, we're very, uh, very lucky to have that here, finally, in the... Oh, and I love that so much better than the dome oh, version. Yeah. I can't go back to that. I just can't. I know. I saw it once and I'm like, I mean, I was used to the one at Henry Dorley Zoo where yeah. it's just kind of like ours. It's just huge and big. And Yeah. The dome was my first introduction yeah. to IMAX. I thought that's what IMAX was for many years. Yeah. And they're like, no, there actually is screen. I'm like, what? I went to the dome and I'm just like, I'm just going to take a nap. <laughs> I don't want to look around all this. Well, they you know. warn you there about motion sickness yeah. but at the regular imax they don't talk about no. that at all yeah so it's, it's just crazy yeah it's a great view that's for sure yeah let's get into the joker film we'll start with non-spoilers what were your thoughts uh, before and after i guess so before you know so many people are always there's been iconic joker actors you know nicholson ledger um leto uh, <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> Or controversial. There you go. Actors. Good way to save that. Um, Good PR move. Right. You know, so, uh, yeah. but Joaquin Phoenix, he's an actor. Mm-hmm. I was not at all worried that he wouldn't do this role justice um, just because of his talent. Mm-hmm. So I was, so I was very excited, you know, to see, to see it. And, uh, you know, so going in, uh, you know, I had that and, and I am easy to please when it comes to movies generally. But this movie was phenomenal. I mean, I, I walked out of it just, holy smokes. Yeah. You know, it was it was unreal. And, and I knew as I left, I said, this is going to be very polarizing for critics. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I can see that. But... Uh, yeah, some love it, some hate it. I haven't seen... That was an okay movie. Yeah, I've some seen, say that, I've course. seen Brilliant, and I've seen this is just... It's hard to tell anymore if they just want it glorifies, to glorifies the you know right go against the you know curve or whatever like yeah I didn't like it right. and Rotten Tomatoes can kiss my you know what but right I guess that's not high right now but like I said I don't really care what they yeah think. was it seventy percent last time I saw yeah I don't know it's crazy but, but yeah and 
and I think less about that than I do like a place like IMDb where, you know, it's just user rated. I'm pulling it up right now, actually. Recently with the Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, the audience uh, numbers have been like complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And in the Joker on IMDb, 81,571 ratings at 9.1 out of 10. Wow. So I'm pretty sure the fans are enjoying it. The yeah, people who I'd are seeing so. it. So yeah. um, that's that's crazy high. You people know, are intrigued. Really they're going to go see it and they're not going to really. Yeah, they'll be critical, but they're going to go there to have a good time. Right. Hopefully not be inspired. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If only to be inspired to think, let's say. Well, and, that, and that's just that's what that movie was to me, mm-hmm. was a kind of a wake up call. Exactly. You know, and, and to encourage people to think and to. You know, and maybe to get into some of the details of the movie, if that's okay. Warning, if you haven't seen the movie yet, please do so and come on back. Otherwise, we'll be going into spoiler territory now. The, his notebook, his journal. Yes. You know, had all sorts of craziness in it. You know, but the one line that stuck out was, the worst part about having a mental illness is people expect you to behave as if you don't. Right. You know, and that's if there's anything that's cutting from a societal tone, that's there it is. Yeah, right there. That's that's what that movie is really encompassing. What is normal? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and and, you know, there's people look at mental illness with shame. You know, they don't look yeah. at it as something that they should correct, you know, and oh, hey, here's your pill. You're you should be fine now. You know, or just get over it. That's not how it works. And and this film, I don't think it glorified incels. I don't think it glorified violence. I think it glorified that society needs to wake the hell up and take a stronger look at mental illness. Exactly. You know? So I mean, I thought the I thought the picture was brilliant. Yeah, that's definitely the message I got. You're not agreeing with his actions, but it's basically like if mental health is unchecked, anarchy can ensue and. It affects oneself and it spreads like a virus. It can, you know, right. especially with rioting and all that, you know, unstable people, let's say. In our state alone, we, uh, I mean, I'm not trying to get political or anything, but we've, we've closed down a lot of mental institutions and yeah. uh, that's not, that's not good. That's a big step backwards. I'd no, say. yeah. People, people don't care about mental illness like they do anything else. Right. You know, it's something to be shunned. Yeah, because everyone's just, they're just out of touch. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. You don't, you should try to level with people who are on a different, you know, yeah. <laughs> frequency, let's say. Right. Um, and kind of come to a agreement, not put them down, you know, with uh, hate. Right. You know, try to understand where they're coming from and come up with a solution. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a. Like a negotiation in a way. I don't know. Not a good, not not a negotiation, but you know, just a common ground. Right. There's always a common ground. Right. Whether you and want to get there or not? That's the that's the next question. Yeah. But yeah. That's definitely what I took from it. And yeah, I I don't think at all it um, you know made it violence look great. Right. You know, like his decisions. I think you saw how he got there, but once he got there, I didn't at all have any sympathy really at that at that stage because you know you become yeah. a murderer you know society has already failed you and sadly you're now out of control it's kind of it's their bad really and exactly. also it's the you know he didn't have the best parent <laughs> right yeah well yeah and then that you know that shows another piece of the whole puzzle you know how sure. important upbringing is and how important all that stuff is put together and absolutely you know as the movie went on you found out more and more about his childhood mm-hmm. and some of the trauma that was um you know that was that was there for him then and you know this he never had a chance no not really he really no. didn't no you know not at all but you know i applaud the film it literally literally looks back looks like they went back in time it's shockingly good yeah it looks like 70s, 80s New York. Right. Not to say I know what that looks like, but just from watching old movies, especially like Scorsese films, which this has kind of been inspired by in many ways. It's like Taxi Driver kind right. of. Uh, it's got a lot of similarities to it. Yeah. But yeah, it only cost $55 million to make. It's shocking how good it looked. You know? It's well, just, that and the, the quality of the writing. Yeah. Doesn't, writing doesn't cost money. 
Mm-hmm. And so this is a this is proof that uh, <laughs> you don't need to spend two hundred, three hundred million dollars on a movie, right? To have people walk out of it with their minds blown. And it only had like two writers. The director is one of them. Yeah, Todd Phillips, I believe, and someone else. A lot of cooks in the kitchens are not really a good thing. And no, that, that happens a lot. No, this was a vision movie, mm-hmm. and and the vision was kept. It doesn't smell like the studio interfered with this movie very much, no. if, if at all. Probably because of the budget, hopefully. And for Warner mm-hmm. to not, you know, stick their stupid nose into something, <laughs> yeah. it was very impressive. Right. You know, um, and maybe it's because it's been hailed as a one-off the entire time. Right. And that's fine. I don't know that this needs to go beyond a one-off. I don't think there's, there's nothing left to tell right. with this. So, you know, so good for them. But, uh, you know, just even even using the old Warner logo at yeah. the beginning, you yeah. know, was like just an awesome touch, yeah. you know. So it was, this movie was, it was like going right back to the early 80s, you know. And All the just, fonts were yeah. like old style. Everything. Yeah, it was like, it was made back in the, and they really did a good job, I thought. I didn't really catch anything that like technology, technology-wise was not inserted properly. Right. Like everything looked pretty accurate. He's smoking like all the time, which mm-hmm. that's what they used to do. Yeah. Uh, I recall seeing like old office equipment, you know, when I started working in an office, you know, they're trying to get rid of it and had all yeah. the tar stains. And that's what I was thinking the whole time when he was talking to people like, my God, all that stuff's got to be caked. Right. Exactly. Shit. So gross. Yeah. yeah. We moved into an apartment once, just very quick sidebar. And the prior tenant smoked and just washing the windows. <sighs> It was yeah, like yellow on the. It was oh gross, yeah, yeah. Well, when my parents bought my grandparents' house, yeah. my grandparents were smokers. They repainted, yeah, like, right when we moved in. You have to. I remember the the night we moved in, I was in my bedroom and they were painting out in the living room late. Yeah, it's caked that. into the walls. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got a good look. It's not, but uh, not a good condition to live. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it was just the the film was. I I thought it was brilliant. Sure, but, you know, yeah. I, I also knew after I saw it. Because generally I'm not as quick as you guys are, you know. I, so I always tend to try to wait. But that next day I'm like, well, I want to see what people I are saying. I saw it before I did. I was, you know, really, I was like, whoa. And and so yeah, and so I was, uh, so I went online and I was kind of reading reviews, and yeah, they were just one extreme to the other, you know, praise or, or you know, uh, hatred. So mm-hmm. well, was, the production and set design, uh, you know, the locales were incredible. That whole staircase or. Those stairs leading up yeah. to his apartment, like that view, like man, like all of that was beautiful. Like yeah, it was shot. It's like you never seen well. something like that before, and it was real. Yeah, like I don't think there's a lot of CG used. No, they weren't in front Those of a green real location at all. Yeah. yeah. Do you know where it was filmed? I don't. I'm, I'm going to look that up. I was just curious. Um, yeah, I don't know because man, like I said, it really looks like they went back in time. Yeah, like it's shockingly. It it good. was just phenomenal. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I know that after the movie, we were all talking in the car on the way home, and um, my wife thought that he'd get nominated for an Oscar for it, but wouldn't win. I could see that. Um, he'd probably win like the Golden Globe. Sure. Um, because so of the controversy, you think, or just that, and and there's that role versus like Tom Hanks playing Mister Rogers. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 You, you might as well just. <laughs> why is everyone else trying this year? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's not necessarily because of Tom Hanks. I mean, he's a great actor. Sure. But he's playing Mr. Rogers. Playing, yeah. Everyone loves Mr. Rogers, right, you know. Right. So and they explained his condition, which I thought was really I don't know if they've ever I don't think they have touched on this in a comic, but there actually is a condition and I couldn't pronounce it. That's why I'm yeah. not saying it, but it's basically uncontrollable laughter when you're nervous or uh-huh. anxious, scared. So like all those scenes like Knowing that he had that condition, I think was a good way to not maybe laugh at him. Because right. you take that out of the equation, you're like, man, he's so crazy. Yeah. But no, it's like he can't control it. And it like, like he's trying to stop it and it like hurts his throat. Like he, it's crazy. Right. And then you have the one scene that makes you question everything where the guy makes the joke at his workplace and he's going to go see his boss. And as he's leaving, he's laughing at the guy's joke and then just stops. Yeah, right. And I caught that from the trailer. Huh. You know, yeah. and so it's it was just... Like, all my predictions were pretty much out the window. Yeah. You know, I, thought, <laughs> I thought he was 
told he should laugh or something, and that's why it was yeah. such an act. But yeah, that whole rapport with the the clowns, that whole lifestyle. Yeah, you know? and yeah, everyone pretty much treats him like shit. Even yeah. the guy who gives him the gun. Yeah. In the beginning, you're like, oh, he actually cares about him. No, he's basically just trying to set him up to yeah get to fired. get him fired. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, he had no. I'm like. Were they giving guns away back in the day with he in had a bag? no friends? You know, <laughs> no, he didn't. I have a whole bag. I have a whole closet full of guns and bags, <laughs> paper sacks, paper sacks. Here's some bullets, right? Just randomly. <laughs> oh, that's placed. a battery. Double <laughs> A battery. Yeah, yeah, and of course, I thought just from the the previews, like I thought his mom was like someone good, right, for him, and he, he was a caring son, and he took care of her. But then, yeah, that... Uh, and then he finds out the truth about his mom and his past, and that went out the window. Yeah, well, so. and, you know, obviously we're in spoiler territory, but she reveals in the letter that he caught... Because she keeps talking about Thomas Wayne. She used right. to work for them, and if he knew how they were living, he would help, and da-da-da-da. And the whole time I was like, I think I'm right, and so are a lot of other people. And I'm like, Steve, I already knew you liked the movie, but I'm like... How do you accept this? But then it turns, takes a turn later yeah. on. The letter revealed that Thomas is his father. Right. I was like, Arthur Wayne. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. I kind of was all right with it, but then they totally change it down the road where he's trying to get, is he trying to get a hold of Thomas Wayne or yeah, something? Yeah, he wanted to go meet him and talk mm-hmm. to him. and um, That didn't go well. It didn't go well. Well, he, he first went to Bruce. Right. That was really creepy. <laughs> That was as creepy as it gets. Grabbed his face and made yeah. him smile. We've seen that from the preview. Was that big dude Alfred, you think, with the beard? I think it was. Did he, I can't recall if he had an English accent or not. I think he did. Yeah. But I, I think that was uh, meant to be the Alfred character. Right. I like um, how they didn't really go into the Batman mythos too much. Like, yeah. Just, it was just enough for the kid to say, I'm Bruce. Just enough, yeah. Yeah. He didn't need like, oh, come here, Master Bruce. Right, Alfred, yeah. what are you doing? Uh. Yeah, they didn't force feed everybody. Not really. It was just kind of peppered in there, you know, rightfully so. You don't yeah. need to just hammer it in. Basically, his whole life was a lie. His mom was crazy, just like Thomas Wayne said. Right. Because Thomas Wayne denied he was his father and then punched him. Yeah, because he had that laughing condition. That's the other thing that sucks about that condition is he's got this card, and he was trying to whip the card out, and he couldn't do it. Yeah, uh, in time, because <laughs> Thomas just socked him right in the face. <laughs> yeah, so he, him finding out the truth, stealing that file, didn't help. He almost got the file, and then yeah, at the middle hospital, yeah. he went and found his mom's file. Yes, stole it, and then finds out that uh, Thomas Wayne is not his father. He's adopted. He's right? adopted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's had history of abuse. His mom was abused, but she's also crazy. Yeah. And Arthur was found to a tied to a radiator, tied to a radiator, and you know, head trauma, completely head trauma, malnourished. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, so he probably didn't really, he didn't have that condition naturally. It just right. happened through um, just abuse and torture, yeah. basically. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, and uh, I was really shocked when the the funding got cut because they they it's all a build up. The whole movie's a build up, you know. Uh, uh, was it the garbage men are striking? There's trash on the streets. It's just just really getting shitty yeah. out there. You got Thomas Wayne talking about fixing things. You know, he's not really portrayed in the best light. Um, no, he's he's out kind of, of a touch. jerk. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, and he calls everyone clowns. Right. And, basically doesn't he doesn't try to get to their level not to say like you have to listen to all these yeah he, he had no empathy at yes. all yes um but looked at himself as the one who was going to save everybody mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it really flipped the script on kind of set up what that looks Bruce's like psyche right in a way but bruce did it wisely Let, right who, who knows if if they ever go back to this world because right. it's a one-off would that Batman be different? Would the Batman be killing people? You know, it's like... He'd be more Frank Miller Batman. Probably, I yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. But yeah, they you know, they cut funding for uh, mental health, basically. And Arthur's cut off from... He's on seven medications. Mm-hmm. Which I, I was just thinking, like, I don't think they could do that now with laws. But back then, it's or in the movie. I'm not saying this is a historical piece, but... Right. I definitely could see it easily back in the day. Well, even then, they didn't have the regulations that they have today. So, you know. It's uh, kind of viewed as a privilege, maybe. Right. Cosmetic. Maybe. Yeah. And. We just cut you off. You'll be fine. But even so, the overall 
um, event is still pretty accurate today. You know, fundings get cut. Mm-hmm. You know, in Iowa, we've seen, like you mm-hmm. said, you know, we've seen mental health facilities be shut down left and sure. right. You know, and 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 the attention on mental health is just it's absolutely secondary because no one wants to talk about it. Right. Yet, you know, the most mentally ill person in the country is running our country. So, you know, <laughs> yes. <there you> go. <laughs> exactly. The Jokers. This was a concept introduced uh in batman beyond from my standpoint we get followers of the joker in this film uh-huh. so i i really saw them i don't know if it was intentional but they borrowed a lot from what we've seen already yeah. even though this is its own story de niro's death is very similar to a talk show host's death in yeah. dark knight returns i saw that coming yeah i was like this isn't gonna end well oh yeah you knew it wouldn't yeah it was, it was a matter of how, mm-hmm. you know, not if. <laughs> you knew it was going to happen. De Niro was a dick, though. I mean, I don't, I don't think Johnny Carson ever did things like that, like find a shitty comedian and exploit him. Maybe no, he did. Not I don't really, know. but yeah. I mean, what De Niro did isn't anything different than what they do today on talk shows. True. I mean, Kimmel himself uh, embarrassed, I guess, Joaquin. I don't know if it's an act. I haven't seen the clip, but yeah. he got an outtake. And it's kind of a bell moment because, you know, Joaquin's a, he's a thespian, you yeah, know, and he's method all yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine him and Bale in a movie? Oh boy. They'd be competing with their methods, you know, this would be crazy. I wouldn't even want to be on that set. No, no, know? not at all. The outbursts and stuff. But yeah, but De, Niro, was, De Niro did yeah. a great job. He did. He did. He you did. know, he's, well, of course he can read the phone book and make it sound interesting, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah he, his character wasn't. It, it was just, everyone was a reflection of what society is, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, De Niro was kind of the uh, semi-bully a-hole, mm-hmm. you know, just poking some fun and, you know, maybe wasn't the worst, you know, because then you have like the parent, the mom, mm-hmm. you know, that's horrible. You have the social worker who doesn't care. You're seeing almost every facet of society actually re- being represented. In, in a negative light like and, the worst cases right possible. and and then we see the result of that mm-hmm. it all led to a snap and that condition yeah got him into got him into the snap with the guys yeah. on the subway right because he'd already been repeatedly beat up and right you know going through and now he had a gun and, and yeah you you give a guy like that a gun guess what's gonna happen right, right. You know? there are there are serious moments that are funny and i mean it's kind of demented it is demented the hospital scene where everything's looking great for him. He's performing for the kids. Uh, he brought the damn gun with him and it yeah. comes out of his uh, pants and he picks it up. And I think the kids spotted it. I don't know if everyone did, but he was just kind of like, he did that gesture. About, yeah. Keep it quiet. And then he's fired, of course. Yeah. The uh, the humor in it was that uncomfortable yeah. humor. But uh, and I think I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. There was there was parts that, you know, you, you had to laugh at. Yeah. Um, it was uncomfortable. But it never was but... like, oh, I'm totally rooting for this guy. Right. And I think people are getting that uh, mixed up in what they're thinking of the film. Like, Well, that's just it. The people that would root for him are the people that the film was really made for. Mm-hmm. You know, the the mental Those are the people to talk issues. to. Right. So that's what that's probably what the film's goal exactly. is. Exactly. Like, find know, these people, right. find talk these to people them. that like him and let's get them in a room. They should do a questionnaire um, after the movie. <laughs> and were you okay with the outcome? Right. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was oh, great. Yeah. All right, come this Woo-hoo. way. Oh, there's a van. What's going yeah. on? Here's your jacket. So exactly. <laughs> but you know, so I, I don't think it glorified at no. all. No. I mean, a lot of these violent threats are really propaganda you could say not saying they're not entirely not valid right you know there is of course some caution definitely not a kid's movie would never say to bring your kid to it but like i said before deadpool was more violent it's just the tone it was used the gun fires when you kind of don't expect it yeah in the apartment i was like this isn't gonna end well yeah (laughs) Yeah, he didn't think it was gonna fire either it scared the crap out of him. no did the uh zazzy beats twist shock you a little bit um, I thought it was too easy for him to get with her because I thought like her impression of him when he kind of mimicked her shooting herself in the head yeah. didn't go off too well. And then right. that night he snaps, he walks to her apartment and kisses her and, and it's on. Yeah. All and of a sudden they're like, together. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Is she, is she okay? Does she know what he did? Uh, no, but it's uh, the conflagrance, uh, the, the ability to create his own fictional universe and mm the show it as his own reality 
Yeah. It's just, it's also indicative of right. mental illness. You and know? then when he's aware that it was all. Yeah, because the, the, the turn is when he comes to the apartment, she's yeah. like, are you, you're Arthur, right? I'm right. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, none go, of this ever happened. Moment. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, that was, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, the it, movie was riveting. It sucked, you know, because I mean, not the movie, right? It just sucked, you know. You, you knew where it was going to go. Oh obviously, yeah, and you did feel for him in some cases, but yeah, once once you start killing people, like the subway thing, he was justified with the first guy we were talking about. Sure. But then he goes to track down the other. Yeah, the second guy. you start running, yeah. for someone, mm-hmm. and you're already shot. Yeah, you've gone from self defense to premeditation. Yeah, you know, so it's and he just kept right. shooting him, and then he just runs off, like that's probably why they made this film in that time setting because now you have security cameras and oh, all yeah. kinds of stuff like they would find in an instant of course we did have cops that were actually and at first when they walked up to him i thought one of them was gordon or something yeah. you know but they you know i'm glad they didn't go there yeah. it would have been so easy to and they didn't and i applaud him for doing that him killing his mom yeah yeah she's not the mother of the year but damn that's a terrible way to go you know because he beginning of the film it's like he loves her and then he's just like well it's the ultimate betrayal burn it burn it all down yeah. pretty much yeah yeah i uh you feel bad for people in those situations but you're right i mean you don't just because you feel bad yeah. doesn't mean that you exemplify mm-hmm. the solution that he chose right like i think the mom should have got punished not killed right but it was probably too late she's already dying and... she's dying anyway yeah she'd have been dead in days right you know oh, yeah. the, the way it looked like in the movie right but uh yeah because yeah. as he beats the the illusion said she's gonna be fine mm-hmm. so that's goes to show you like she really wasn't yeah, that's him creating fine. that right exactly um, she's gorgeous by the way yeah man just yeah, she's she striking. was in deadpool too yeah. yeah yep yeah she's a great actress that yeah. was that was a good good character i don't know if it was i think the only reason why she was in it was maybe just to show in his mind he, he ended up getting a love interest. Right. But then it was taken away. So yeah. I'm just glad that her kid wasn't harmed. I like that whole scene in the Yeah, her or her kid. Like, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. And it showed you his code, though, too, in a way. In a way, yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't wrong him mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. Just like the, the little guy. Yeah. You know, uh, he let him go. Tense, yes. right? That scene was tense. Kissed him on the forehead. <laughs> you know, I mean, I thought thirty times this guy was going to die in different ways. Oh yeah, cause, you know, but yeah, he uh, put the chain on the door, and I was like, he's going to give him hope. Yeah. And he at first I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening. And then he gets up, and you're like, oh. Yeah. And then he opens the door, and then he closes it again. Uh huh. I'm like, oh god, don't, right? Don't do this. Exactly. And then he lets him go, and I'm like. Wow, he had a lot of time to put all that stuff on yeah. before the cops came. Yeah. Because then, you know, Joker's officially born. Yep. Yeah, I think the makeup's really cool effect. It's right. something different. I love the suit. Yeah. A lot of criticisms have been this is too much like Taxi Driver. It borrows a lot from Scorsese. I do understand that, but yeah. it's like a it's like a it's like when you're pitch something like, you know, if you say Batman gets dropped off in the jungle and right. he fights a predator-like creature. Yeah, you could say that's a knockoff or whatever. Right. But it is intriguing. It yeah. does get your mind going like, what if exactly. you put a character like that with another character similar? Yeah. So with that said, like, yeah, you could say it's a copy of Cuckoo's Nest. I think that sure. was another thing they related to or King of Comedy. But it, it put that character in that, in that right. setting, which I think is the interest. Right yeah, there. and it makes it original. Yes. You know. Right. I mean, you can't make a mob movie without comparing it to The Godfather or Sopranos. You know, I mean, it, yeah, exactly. There's always going to be a similarity somewhere, and and that's okay. It's like mm, uh, there's feast scenes, and then there's killing, right? And then there's good jokes, funny yeah. jokes. It's like, yeah, Star Trek and Star Wars are the same because there's lasers. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. it's lazy thinking. Right, right. Overall, the, I thought the film was was good. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. It, it really made you think, and I think that's something we need more these days and sadly the superhero genre films attract more people now because it's kind of like a you know like what scorsese said about theme parked movies like it's kind of a shoe and you're gonna get your money's worth it's gonna have a good time not gonna be challenged or take a chance and right the movie doesn't turn out to be something good Uh, and people don't want to be challenged right so they actually try to make they take the joker out of the equation and they made this film i don't think it would get as much attention obviously with uh, moviegoers 
And yeah. So it is interesting to see, uh, especially come award season, like what's it going to look like? Right. I definitely see the art direction being plotted. You know, yeah. it was very, very good. And, and you know, people, they look at Thanos like he was one of the better villains in recent history. Yeah. You know, but then when you look at him, even compared to the Joker, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. clearly a cartoon version. Right. But, yeah, not I'm not dismissing what they did with Thanos. I think right. it's very impressive. But, yeah, totally different level of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would argue... It's it was, apples and oranges, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's all really cinema, but I get, I get what Scorsese was saying. And the funny thing is I thought he actually produced this Joker film, but I don't think he did. I couldn't find I him. I don't think I he did I, either. I thought in the beginning there was talk he was going to make the film, oh. wanted to make the film, and then when De Niro came in, I thought, oh, this is what's going on. Yeah. But no, actually, uh, I couldn't find him as a producer anywhere. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so it was pretty look. shocking. That would kind of be a way to connect the dots. Like, well, of course he's saying MCU sucks because he's got this new film. Right. It's for DC. But he doesn't. So. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he has no stake in the game. No. So... No, um, and I get what he's saying, and you know you have these arguments with even Netflix, and you know it's like, well, is this movie real cinema if it's not in the theater? Right. Although it's going to get some releases, discussion always is key. Just like going back to the mental right. health thing, like have discussions. Don't assume everybody uh, shouldn't have a voice, right. or you know, stand back. I got this. I'm a rich guy. I'm going to run things. And, yeah. Uh, you know, everything's going to be great. I think Scorsese, Scorsese would like um, Marvel's Netflix series. For sure. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. much less popcorn-y. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I bet he would love The Punisher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure he would. So. Definitely recommend the film. Yeah, I want to see it one more time in the theater. And then, of yeah. course, I want to buy it. But, yeah. I yeah. You know, it's not like... Um, Star Wars, where I'll see it like three or four times in the yeah. theater, yeah, just to try to get the experience overload. But uh, I do want to see it one more time. It's not one to like binge, it's just kind of like it is like an art house movie, yeah, it's something to collect, I think, and uh-huh. have have it to be there and it's something to show people, yeah. And I think it's important to watch every now and then something like that with that kind yeah. of a message, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's an important message that's not delivered today, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, and you know, it's nothing wrong with being challenged and entertained at the same time. Right, exactly. You know, it's a good film, and I think eventually we'll all, obviously all see it, and we can maybe, well, I'm sure we'll be talking more about it. There'll probably be more revelations after you sure. see it again. Yeah. I don't know if I'll see it again in the theater, but that was kind of another thing I was, <laughs> sadly, I was like, yeah, I think I'll be all right with this, this screening, because you have to pay $18 to see it in IMAX, yeah, right. and I don't see a guy who wants to do any harm. <laughs> paying that it's like oh i have to have a budget you know yeah, i'll probably see it next time it's uh jordan creek yeah because i belong to their thing and oh you yeah know, same so, here same yeah. here yeah. <laughs> it was cool to see on imax but i was shocked it was yeah put on imax i just love, love their popcorn <laughs> yeah oh yeah and the, the dome thing oh, yeah friendly theaters check them out Especially yeah. if you're in Iowa, obviously. Yeah, no kidding. Fly just, in if you want to just check them out. Fly in. It's actually worth it. No, that, that theater's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty much all I have. you have any recommendations for people? Yikes. So. <laughs> the Joker? The Joker. I see that. Easily. <laughs> um, I know Blacklist Season, I think, 6 came out on Netflix. Cool. Just recently. So getting back into that, that's always a fun show. Otherwise, it's been pretty quiet. I know Bat Batwoman controversially is premiering tomorrow night. Yes, I will. I will um, watch it. I will yeah, I, I have it set to record. I know. Um, I mean, I love the comic and the character in the comic. Sure, it's just phenomenal. So I'm I'm hoping it translates. We'll see. I hope so. But who knows? But otherwise, I just make the material good. Make you know? the material good. I think we all understand what the character is and. Don't yeah. don't shoehorn it in so much. I think that's what people get turned off with, and yeah, just want good material, you know. Yeah, don't uh, and don't blame don't blame if it's not successful. If the material's bad, I'm saying don't lead me. Yeah. Let me be the judge of the exactly. material. Exactly. Right. Don't preach. I right. will. Yeah. I'll come to my own. Uh, just like with the Joker, right? You know, you, you're not told constantly. Mental health is important. It's like we right. all come to that understanding and assurance, but yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, Shaft recently, the 2019 Samuel Jackson Shaft. Oh, nice. It, it, which is funny because we now have three Shaft movies right. called Shaft. He was in the 2001. 
I wanted to see this in the theater. It's about him and his son, basically. Okay. Taking on the crime. It's very humor-based. Nice. I, I enjoyed it. It's uh, it's a Shaft film. I'm not sure. saying Shaft isn't a huge cinema experience. Sure. <laughs> but I did enjoy it, and I will, I will buy it for my collection. Uh, I remember after I saw the 2000 Shaft, I was really intrigued by the whole... Because they they include the original Shaft, yeah. so it's it's a it's a universe nice. really, and I like that. So I went out and bought each of the original Shaft movies, nice. not as a set. I bought one at a time. Right, and I enjoyed it, and I wanted to see the other one, and that's just how I. The young Christian Bale. Yes, in the two thousand one. Yeah. One, yeah, yeah. It's really cool to see so many films back yeah. in the day. World Trade Center, Nick Nick Cage film. John Barenthal, who played the Punisher, he's one one of the actors yeah. in uh, the scene with them, and yeah. he doesn't really talk much. And it's yeah. just cool. It's just like wow, there's so many yeah people have been discovered. But yeah, it's pretty it's it's pretty interesting. Definitely go check that out. Shaft, I think it's pretty good. I did pick up. I'm gonna regret this probably because I know Joey. I had so much high hopes for this film. Holmes and Watson, the Will Ferrell. Oh yeah. Um, oh gosh. John Riley, right? Is that how's John C. Riley? John C. Yeah. Riley. See, I was like, something's off. I was like, oh, this is so great. I love Sherlock Holmes. I love these guys. It comes out and it bombs. And usually you're like, well, it's just you know critics. No, a lot of people have said it was terrible. Joey yeah. didn't like it. I bought it for uh, five ninety nine at uh, Family Video, so I'll probably regret it. But <laughs> anyway, at yeah. least it was just five ninety nine. Yeah, reviews right. coming. Uh, Maybe, maybe maybe I'll just smoke a cigarette. Just forget for it never minutes. happened. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that about my life a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna regret right. this. <laughs> Number four, please. Pretend it never happened. <laughs> Why do I do this? Right. <laughs> Sip. Sip. Uh, well, with that said, uh, we'll be back. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm Steve. Take care. Bye.